Hi, welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up that this is a audio version of my broadcast originally done on YouTube of the cicada effect. It's all about a game that was created called Cicada 3301. And allegedly, this particular game stands at the precipice of the creation of QAnon. Please do enjoy this podcast and share wherever you wish. Thank you for listening. And here we go.
right. Uh, welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, with me right now is Marsha Stockton. We had Mindy wait here for a moment, but she bleeped out. I'm, I'm assuming she's going to be coming back uh, a little bit later. Um, thank you for being here today, Marsha. Unmute. Hi. It's my pleasure Hi. to be here. Nice to meet you, Terry. Nice to meet you too. And uh, we're going to get into, oh, here, here's Mindy. I'm going to add her to the stream. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Okay. So uh, before I go in a little bit farther, um, in a moment, I do want to show um, just a little bit of a video. By the way, I guess I should uh, plug the video that I just played. Um, the website, and I, I have a feeling this might be Titus Frost. It's called Captain Frost. Um, it was an analysis on uh, Cicada 3301. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this in the chat. And also, I'll make sure that uh, after the show, I will include this in the source material that I'm using for today. Um, the reason why I want to talk about Cicada 3301 is because of its... Uh, association to the 17th letter of the alphabet, how it got hijacked and turned into that. But also I am very uh, fascinated by the puzzles themselves. And, uh, you know, we're going to get, I, I'd like to get into how you guys are associated to it and um, the creative process because uh, the, the music is absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, in the videos and in the games and uh, the fact that it's so artistic and that's what uh, I love the most uh, about it. So I'll, I'll start with you, Marsha. How, how have you been associated to the uh, to Cicada 3301? Well, I have not really been on board as long as many of the others. I've been involved for several years only. Um, my involvement, uh, you're talking about music. Yeah. I work with Thomas Schoenberger. He's a composer, as you know. He's the, the Sophia Music uh, Channel owner. And he has, he has composed and put videos on there for very many years. Um, he's just an extraordinarily prolific composer, perhaps the most prolific composer we've ever seen in history. But my, my, my privilege and my honor is to work with him every day on his music, I also work on my own. I'm a composer as well, but I'm nowhere near as prolific as Thomas. Um, I, I arrange music with him, we do orchestration. If he wants to put puzzles and clues and things like that into the music and the videos, he does that. And I don't even know what these clues are. I just, you know, I help, I help with the, the, the creation process of making the music, uh, you know, making it into a form where it can be distributed in, in a video. And Mindy, how did you become involved in Cicada 3301? I sort of went a kind of back way around it. I met Thomas um, the end of 2017. Briefly, uh, I happened to kind of see what was going on with Cicada a little bit at the time, but not too in-depth. I really didn't know a lot of what was going on. Um, and through time, as I started to see what was being done to him, and I spoke up and 
things started happening to me, I ended up finding out that cicada was very much uh, an important sort of meaning to my own life that I was already living something that was a message already within me of kind of bringing privacy, hope, freedom back to the people in a very positive way and the constructive thought, the artistry, and I'm a writer, so that's where kind of I've worked in. I've um, left some writing here and there, um, as Thomas knows, and some of the, some others know around there and have um, dealt more with the, the vision and the ideas going behind it. And I've learned more of the puzzle aspects of it later as time went by, but really it's that whole Renaissance type of environment and, and movement, the engaging in thought and and really opening minds and, and not being controlled in the, you know, in the hamster wheel of what corporate and political society would want you to, to um, be trapped in. Mm -hmm. uh, I have like a, a, something that uh, Thomas Schoenenberger uh, sent me uh, in terms of describing it. And also you wrote something and I, 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 I want to share that uh, before I uh, go through what, um, let's see, make sure I pull this up right. Of course. Um, I thought I had it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Um, forgive me for this for a second. A little bit of a lull. I thought. I'm thinking. Wait, I think this is what you sent me. Oh, here it goes. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read Thomas first, and I'm gonna read yours too because it's it's very. I just want to read it because I love what you wrote. But Thomas wrote. Uh, uh, Cicada three three zero one started out as a series of puzzles that allow people to take a pilgr pilgrimage of sorts, part spiritual, part philosophical. We point to the need for privacy and also the need for an interior uh, renaissance. We have used ciphers, stenography, that's not the right word. How do I say it, Marsha? It's, it's and explain what that is. Oh, okay, steganography. Steganography is a cryptographic technique of hiding some piece of information inside of a graphic. So it could be text, encrypted text that you don't really know, you just have a graphic and you don't really know there's something hidden in it. Spies used to use this all the time and now it's just, um, you, can, you can hide other kinds of information in a graphic or in a video. Basically, um, there's redundant bits and those bits can be modified in a way that's not really detectable to the eye. And so it just looks like a normal, picture but it might if you know the, the the key the cryptographic key to decode it then you might be able to get a message out of the out of the out of the video or out of a a, a, gra a still graphic so it's one, one one technique that has been used in some of the puzzles okay yeah um thank you for for defining that all right so and illusions that take the pil pilgrim on a journey 
with the objective of minimizing the importance of ego, which is exactly what we feel is the problem in today's world. Our leaders, presidents, advertisers, and influencers stress the importance of narcissism rather than the importance of seeing beyond one's own narcissism to arrive at a state of enlightenment. We have writers, poets, composers, artists, historians, and philosophers in our ranks, and we grow year by year as people sicken of constant media fear mongering and overreaching government control. Instead of creating paranoia or the urge to gather arms and cause a revolution, we believe our path is the path of renaissance, one of music and beauty and art and adventure. Cicada 3301 publicly started in 2012, but the ideas predate that name, and we merely wanted a collection of bards like you would find in the Renaissances of ancient Greece, the Renaissance of Florence and Krakow, and the Renaissance that occurred in earlier times. Usually after humanity faced crises, it eventually overcame. We are a non-political movement, if we can be described as a movement. We have raised money for the impoverished and for displaced women and children in war-torn countries. Once you reject fear, you have time to concentrate on creation, and we hope we have helped many on their path. We do not have a hierarchy, and we do not have any other goal than to gather engineers of renaissance for the purpose of providing beauty and art music for the world. And then, Mindy, uh, you, you uh, wrote... Um, let's see, where do I have you at? Basically what you said, um, which, what reached me the most as the message was that already, in, that it was already ingrained in my life. Throughout time, there have always been certain people that seek power over others. They control and use people through manipulation, fear, material control. There are always a few good souls able to see through the deception and control to be enlightened and understand the way of freedom from those abusing power. This spreads to others that are able to have the courage, strength, and vision to stand up for what's right. Though these may not be a majority, it is through the love, insight, and strength of those individuals that the people are able to find their way beyond the reach of those that abusive power over them. Okay, I think Mindy, uh, Marsha, Mindy dropped out. Wait, Marsha dropped out accidentally. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I lost power on my laptop and I had to crawl under the desk to fix it. Oh, no problem. I mean, you know, it's, it, it, if I notice it, I'll just add you back again, you know, not not a problem. I'm you good, know? I plugged I plugged the thing in, we're good. <laughs> right, um, so, you know, I have somebody in chat kind of calling this a sky up and Schoenberger's a sketch, but we're just going to, we're going to keep going on. You know, people are going to say what they're going to say right now. Um, interesting that I've seen this person in my chat before. And it's, you know, it's weird to see people in your chat from the past uh, on other things. And then they're, all of a sudden they're here talking about this, like they're really knowledgeable. Right. Okay. Um, now another thing that I would like to share with you guys, just, just because, um, whomever might be watching this video, I always like to think that I might have people that just don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, what, what is this? So uh, I found a video that I'm going to play the very beginning of it. It gets kind of a, gives kind of a quick little overview of what playing the game is like. 
and somebody else's analysis um, of Cicada 3301. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty concise in describing it. And, you know, if it's not exactly accurate, um, or you guys have any thoughts about it, you know, afterwards, please interject uh, your take on 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 it. Um, so let me bring that one up here. I've got like everything in, in a little file ready to go. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, just open up the screen and share the first few minutes of it. Oh, hold on. Um, it's already going. Okay. I just want to make sure that I hit the everything right there. I don't know where Titus is. Maybe maybe he's going to join later. Oh well. I hope so because he has um, a lot to say. I'm sure. Um, yeah. I hope so too. All right. Let me take us out of this. And expand it. Here we go. Just let me know. On the 4th of January 2012, a user on 4chan posted this image to the site's infamous B or random board. The anonymous author, who went by the four digit pseudonym 3301, challenged users to uncover a message hidden within the image. Unbeknownst to those who stumbled across it, someone had just set in motion one of the most elaborate scavenger hunts the internet has ever seen. Within minutes of the image being posted, someone discovered that by opening the file using a text editor, an appended string of readable text could be found. The string contained a cipher that, once deciphered, formed a link to yet another image. At first, this appeared to be a dead end, but using an application known as OutGuess, users were able to extract hidden information embedded within the first image. The extracted information led to a subreddit, which in turn contained information about the book. The book, along with a code, could then be used to uncover a phone number that, when called, played this pre-recorded message. Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final.jpg image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. By the following day, the initial image had been reposted all over the internet. A growing community of armchair detectives sought to unravel this elaborate puzzle, but no one was quite sure what to make of it. What was the puzzle for? Who was behind it? What happens when you reach the end? 
Some naturally dismissed it as an elaborate joke, while others perceived its complexity as evidence against it being the work of a mere troll. Before long, rumors began to circulate that this could be the work of some secret society or intelligence agency, with the intent of recruiting individuals proficient in cryptography, steganography, and other related fields. Of course, it was nothing but a rumor. The two missing numbers mentioned in the recording proved to be the dimensions of the original image. After multiplying the width and height with 3301 and using the product as a web address, users were taken to a website. The website consisted of a countdown as well as an image of a cicada. When the countdown reached zero, the page was updated with a list of coordinates. The coordinates pointed to locations around the globe, 14 locations in five different countries. It was now up to participants living near the specified coordinates to rise from their comfortable armchairs and venture outside. Those who believed Cicada to be the work of an organization now felt their beliefs had been justified. In their opinion, only some international collective possessed the means and resources to create the scavenger hunt of this magnitude. This was not the work of your average troll. No, this had to be something else. At each location was a poster with a cicada symbol and a QR code. On that bike shelter over here. See, I got it, got it right there. Oh. You can see the corners. As you say, I'm just gonna rip it off. Led to a book, and the book led to a website. But here, the puzzle took an unexpected turn. Only a select group of first arrivals to this website were accepted into the final stage of the puzzle. The site eventually closed down with a message, we want the best, not the followers. The finalists were also warned not to collaborate with others nor to share the details of this private stage of the puzzle. Well, given that we know this, it's safe to say that not everyone heeded that warning. But those who did, presumably advanced through the final stages before reaching the very end of the puzzle. After nearly a month of silence, an image appeared on the subreddit announcing the conclusion of the puzzle, and just like that, the hunt was over. Cicada had supposedly found the highly intelligent individuals they were looking for and whatever happened to them is a bit of a mystery, but more on that in a moment. The complete lack of an explanation was perceived by many as confirmation that the puzzle had been nothing but a wild goose chase intent on wasting everyone's time. After all, questions raised by the original image remained unanswered. What was the puzzle for? Who was behind it? What happens when you reach the end? However, as it lay. Hey, and then I'm just going to go ahead and stop it there because it goes on to the to the different games. But I'm just kind of giving an overview of what it's like. Uh, some people uh, thought that this was, you know, intelligence uh, recruiting people. There was a lot of different. Uh, ideas about the real purpose behind um, Cicada three three zero one. What do you? What I'll go with either Marsha or Mindy. What do you, What do you say in response to something like that, where that people think that it's you're recruiting people to be agents for intelligence, or Cicada was not you guys personally. 
I think it's very understandable because some of these individuals that can solve the puzzle or that are drawn to it are extremely intelligent, talented individuals, especially in technology. There are, of course, artists, writers, philosophers, poets who are extremely intelligent as well. Um, somewhat, you know, da Vinci. So sometimes they're just span across those things. And when you find groups like that, there's always gonna, going to be a mystique about it. And there are also people that want to stop harmful things being done in the world and and perhaps some some people that are that have backgrounds in intelligence have come around because of the groups and types of people that are drawn to this puzzle um we're not trying to recruit anybody i've never seen anybody recruited into an intelligence agency through cicada but i do understand why it's seen that way. It, it's just because of the the lure of brilliant minds. I yeah, totally, totally well, agree with you, Mindy. Um, okay, go ahead. Can I, can I interject something, Terry? Sure, sure. Okay. Well, the original puzzles I think had uh, a multi-fold focus. One aspect was privacy. We're very concerned about the loss of privacy in our society, the um, prevalence of surveillance and all kinds of intrusion, intrusive technologies. So that was one focus. But another one, you know, music and art and all of those topics that go into a renaissance, it's really, um, and so those two parallel threads kind of go throughout, throughout this, the work that Cicada has done. We're also very interested in philanthropy. Um, we see issues in the world that are not, that political solutions are not able to solve or have not been able to solve. And so like, for example, um, with the Cicada token, we were able to make a modest contribution to an organization that was directly helping refugees. And it wasn't about supporting this side or that side in a conflict. It was about people displaced from their homes you know, that were without resources. It was just something we felt like we could do to help. Um, it's interesting that that, that that donation we made has been sort of challenged by people that um, have, been, have been less than friendly, let me put it that way, less than friendly to, to our initiatives. But, um, you know, it's true, we did make this donation. We do have the proof through uh, receipts and so on. Okay, that's, uh, thank you for sharing that. And that's, uh, that good information to know that uh, the positive uh, side to this. It, it looks like Cicada 3301 was really created for positive reasons, not something that was, um, you know, nefarious or, uh, or, 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 or can be associated with being the real 17th letter of the alphabet. And now that we, you know, kind of gone into, to, you know, setting up, what Cicada 3301 is. And, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm going to include this other video. Matter of fact, let me include it in the chat right now. And I want to say hi um, to Jeff Reed. I see you out there. So I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't uh, 
acknowledge you right away because um, because when I click on to something, it it it, it interrupts the video. <laughs> it makes a clicking noise when it, when I listen to it later, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Probably already interrupted it anyways. But there is if you wanted to watch uh, that whole video and. Uh, the YouTuber that made this video is called uh, Lamino, and um, it's called Cicada3301, an Internet Mystery, and I thought it was pretty good. It's worth it's worth watching, and so if I'm going to play somebody, I definitely want to plug them. Um, Sword, Sword Nuckets says, um, when everyone is telepathically open, there is no need for privacy. Um Hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I think I think in some ways there is a need for privacy because you can't really um, trust everybody right now. It, what, what they're going to do with the information that you do have and how that you it might be used uh, against you. Um, that's my argument on that swordfish nuggets. Um, although um, if everyone was telepathically open, uh, that would be kind of a cool world, I suppose, but we're not really quite there yet. Um, also, um, there was something else that I saw here that I wanted to, I saw in the chat. Oh, uh, maybe not yet. Okay. Um, so now I want to talk about how the hell, sorry for saying hell, um, how did this get morphed into um, the seventeenth letter of the alphabet? And, and I and I looked at some stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up something from uh, from Chris uh, from his blog. Um, uh, right now I'm 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 blanking on his McGimsey. How do you say his last name? How do you say Chris's last name? I guess it's McGimsey Jones. Chris McGimsey Jones. Jones. Yes, um, his blog site. He's done. He's got some uh, really great. Uh, research about how it became the 17th letter of, of the alphabet. Um, and I, well, I wait, wait a minute, it did uh, not become the 17th letter of the alphabet. Some people said it did, but that's right. not saying that it did. <laughs> right. Um, it looks like, though, uh, a woman named Beth Bogart, from what I can tell uh, from the um, from some of the screenshots, that she was the one that's what. Did she steal some of the ideas or, you know, she kind of took took some of what it was and turned it into something else? Is that is that fair enough to say? Mindy, do you want to address I, that one? Yeah, I would say not just singularly her. I would say that there was an effort to make an appearance of kind of set the stage of making it look like Cicada was involved in running the 17th letter operation. And that's kind of like a multi-layered thing that happened, but definitely, yes, she was one of the people involved along with, um, some others that, that are around her and it's more or less at some point you think, oh, well, they were just doing that because they wanted to bridge the two together at some point. But looking at it later, what they did, making some of us look like we were running it when we had nothing to do with the 17th letter, 
um, it, it appears very much like they were setting the stage to set people up to take the fall for any fallout from what went on with, with that operation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to say on my end, uh, you know, not knowing that there was a Cicada 3301, I watched, I wa oh, there's Titus. Hey, he made it. Evening. Good evening. Going? <laughs> Welcome to the uh, to, to the show. Thank you for making it tonight. Um, we, we we've uh, talked about them since you you know maybe you were watching maybe you are not caught up but um, we've just been talking about Cicada three three zero one and what that is and now we're at the point of how somehow parts of that were taken into the 17th letter of the alphabet and how that spewed off onto the internet. I know on my end, I was in um, online media, Revolution Radio, American Freedom Radio, and I watched a lot of people in that media lot, lot just become a part of this and reiterate this. Like It was just like it, it was a ball that was spinning out of control, basically, to where we are, where our our political world, you know, politics, our politicians are using, obviously the January 6th insurrection happened, whatever went on there, but it, it's been, I feel like it's now been used as a weapon in our, on the, on the political spectrum. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, because all they have to do is associate you with the 17th letter and then it disavows the rest of your research. Right. Yeah. And it also takes any truth in the information that might have been that might be really real about it. And they go, oh, well, that's just those people. That's those far right wing people that are saying that. And therefore, it, it makes anything that's truthful and in, in, not valid. And exactly. I, I'm, I'm wondering if that was the ultimate purpose of doing it in the first place. Can, yeah. Can I say something? Yes, go ahead. Well, from from my perspective, in hindsight, it does look very much like there was an infiltration attempt that was well-planned and coordinated, involved many people. Yes, but Beth Bogarts was central to it. She was not the only one. There were others. She has given money and given computers and equipment and so forth to several other people to um, perform duties that I believe she directed. Um, the, I, I believe that the, the goal of that infiltration not only was to make, make it look like Cicada was related in some way to that 17th letter of the alphabet thing, but also actually I think they were trying to frame Thomas Schoenberger and put him out of action. And uh, uh, that's not been successful, actually. Um, we maybe, maybe after a little while we might want to talk about the trademark and what happened uh, regarding the trademark. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get to that. Okay, uh, I'll silence yeah. myself again. <laughs> you don't have to silence yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's definitely the you know the part of the nugget of this too as well is like the control of the trademark. Uh, so, um, but I want to um, as as we're here, I also want to share a little bit of Chris uh, McGimsey Jones, and uh, and what he has. Um, written on his blog that uh, with the screenshots of interaction between uh, between Beth and Thomas Schoenenberger, uh, which I find uh, to be 
it's something that I think needs to be looked at. Uh, it was something that I stumbled on myself and uh, shared it with a few people. And then after that, um, I, I kind of I got, I, I kind of got, it's almost like, oh, you shouldn't have looked at that. You know, it was like, it's almost kind of like I got, I got a little bit of backlash for, uh, for questioning some of the things that were that were in this article that he's written, and uh, I'm gonna going to share the screen here, and feel free to interject as I read this too if you if something comes to mind. But I'm gonna I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but just kind of like the startup of it here. It says um, this is from Freedom Publishers Union, and this is Chris McGimsey Jones's. Um, website. And uh, this was published on October 20th, 2022. And it says analysis, Beth Bogart's created the 17th letter of the 17th letter of the alphabet based on stolen ideas from Thomas Schoenenberger and Cicada 3301. While the date of October 28th, 2017 is symbolic, debate and confusion continues to rage over the origins of the 17th letter of the alphabet, how it started, who started it, and what is its purpose. Prominent Cicada 3310 creator Thomas Schoenenberger is often targeted by many who falsely believe him to solely to be solely responsible for the 17th of the letter, the, the Buanon psychological operation. People are often too quick to believe that what they read or hear, and it's easier for them to just join the swarm without actually understanding the truth about it. The truth is, is that the 17th letter of the alphabet was created long before the arrival of the first Q drop and before QAnon developed into the large community it has become. In fact, the early, earliest iteration of the 17th letter of the alphabet we have cited is contained inside the script for St. Germain and the Bell Tower by Michael A. Levine and Thomas Schoenenberger, written in 2013. In the script, the character of St. Germain is also known as Q. Contributing to the confusion is the failure to separate Cicada 3301 and Buanon, with many still falsely believing them to be the same thing run by the same group. Now, anyone who has done even just a small amount of research into Buanon and its origins will by now be understood it's an incredibly complex web. Researchers today are still only beginning to learn the truth. Q drop number one may have arrived some five years ago, but in our opinion, we're, we're only now beginning to scratch the surface and understand the truth of what really happened to the months and the years that led to the creation of the 17th letter of the alphabet. Uh, then it talks about a file uh, that came up that got confused in all of us. But what I want to get to is some of these screenshots here. Because I think this is the it you know this is these are the receipts basically. Uh, you weren't allowed to use my name for your fight. Stop pushing your seventeenth letter of the alphabet story too. Now I believe that is um, Thomas Schoenenberger uh, speaking to. Uh, there's also CC Michael Levine. Okay, and, Revolution Fox is Bill uh -huh. Bogarts. Okay, T H S T G is Thomas Schoenberger, and Michael Levine is Michael Levine. Okay. okay. All right, and then as we go on, uh, let me see. 
there's like, you know, talks up here. He talks about how I'm just going to like, and I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but I'm just giving it over. He talks about uh, Chris talks about how uh, this video is used as one of the initial drops uh, happening on online. Um, here's um, somebody, I guess there's a Lisa Clapier who's, who's associated with this, went under the name Snow White. And here's where you see Cicada 3301. And then there's the Q in there. Um, here's another graphic or another, I, I'm assuming this is an email. Um, and it says, why would you continue? This is, I'm assuming this is Thomas talking to Beth. Why would you continue to mention the 17th letter of the alphabet in your Twitter feed? Do you not understand that even as you deny ever liking the 17th letter of the alphabet, there are people who will think that you're secretly with that. I don't mention Q in my tweets. I don't mention Cicada. I keep to world events. I'm very, I'm in a very bad, okay, he's in a bad mood, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's all right. So, and then here's another um, screenshot. Okay, please check with, because I have included in the puzzle, asked if we could include Rabbit. This was created on 4chan. Um, and then in the end here, it says, I believe the 17 letter, letter of the alphabet is now an Israeli intel unit run by at least 20 people. And the goal is to cheerlead the people into a war with Russia and Iran. Is that is that accurate? Is that is that belief accurate at all? Uh, with, with any of you guys or, or is that, is that just. <clears throat> I, I don't know if it's um, to get into war with Russia and Iran, but I do think that there's a definite aspect of foreign influence in the operations of it, especially heavily influenced by Israelis and by people that are also probably paid by Russia. So I would say that's like, and you'd see like a ton of Russian bot support for all the Q stuff uh, or sorry, 17 stuff. Um, uh, and that's always been the case. Right. So. Okay. All right. Thank you. And maybe I should add a little context. Um, Thomas, okay. Thomas was dating Beth during a period of time briefly and uh, when they broke up, um, that's, that's around the period of time where these different emails that you're reading occurred, I believe. And it was around that time that, um, Thomas and Michael Levine and another person had a tremendous opportunity, um, with Sony. They had a contract with Sony that was in the final stages of red line negotiation of the contracts with the lawyers. Um, regarding Cicada, and they were prepared to they preparing to file the trademark, and Miss um, Bogarts, um, uh, who was acting friendly to them at that time, I believe, from what I've heard, she she offered to actually run the paperwork through the trademark office, and she um, she wrote an email, maybe later on in this article, she wrote an email saying, I'm ready to turn the trademark over. I'm, I'm holding it in proxy for Thomas because Thomas is concerned with privacy. He's, you know, he, one of Cicada's primary values is privacy. So Thomas wanted his privacy, which is totally understandable. And Miss Bogarts was willing to file the paperwork. 
But then what my understanding is that um, then she actually refused to turn the trademark over to Thomas as she had promised. So what that turns into, actually, that is prima facie evidence of trademark fraud, in my opinion. I'm not a lawyer, but I've talked with Thomas's lawyer, and I think he and Michael have a slam dunk case. Well, I, I won't speak for Michael. I can't put words in his mouth, but I think maybe they have a slam dunk case for trademark fraud and even tortious interference. In other words, someone interfering with their business opportunities because Sony didn't follow through with that contract that was under under um, negotiation as a result of Beth Bogart's holding on to half of the trademark and not turning it over as promised. That was a fraudulent act on her part. So um, when was that in relation to Manuel Chavez doxing Thomas and making him a public figure? You know what? I, I don't I don't have that date in front of me. I hope maybe Mindy knows. Yeah, yeah, I was going to interject here um, because I was actually, this is more the point where I was um, directly involved with what was going on with Thomas and started to learn about more of what was going on. So um, it was May of 2018, Defango started, Manuel started advertising that he was going to take down Thomas. He was um, going to expose him. And he noted that there was somebody within Cicada that was backing him up. There were certain reasons that I recognized that that was Beth at the time, which later on, as things went forward, started to prove true it was very hard for thomas to believe because of his close relationship with beth and he had trusted her she had said i'm just holding this i'll i'll give the trademark to thomas anytime he asks and it was very positive and thomas and michael had spent years working on the back end of what was culminating with cicada and sony and it was not just her holding the trademark that was the problem with Sony. It was also that group of individuals, people that she had provided material support to um, that were engaging in constant harassment, but they weren't, they weren't just harassing people online. They were contacting business contacts. They were contacting the attorney and harassing the attorney that was representing um, Thomas and Michael in those dealings. They were seeking every avenue of destruction possible. So it was basically they were, um, Defango Manny had demanded 50% of Cicada and he, you know, he hadn't even been around Why for more than a year. Why would he to that? He wasn't a creator. None of them were. Beth hadn't been around it for more than a year. Arturo had not been around it for more than a year. Um, Manuel had not been around it for more than a year. So they here are these people that are new to the puzzle. 
demanding and seeking to completely take over this puzzle. And that wasn't the only thing that they were infiltrating and either trying to take over or destroy. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, and you know, um, Beth actually never made any creative contributions into the puzzle, from what I understand. You know, she didn't write any music. She didn't develop any art. She didn't write poetry. She didn't write literature. So her idea of having a claim to it is kind of ludicrous. I'm sure that yeah. if this matter gets into the Utah court, the Utah juries are going are gonna, to are gonna see that it was, it was um, an infiltration. It was basically theft. It was illegal conversion of, of intellectual property assets that she had no right to. Is, isn't this like, and I, I, I saw a link, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Denise Matau sh shared it on, uh, on Twitter about there's a movie being made with that is using the name and, and kind of has it. I mean, of course they've changed, you know, into like sort of an espionage kind of thing and this and that and going with the intelligence behind it, you know, the CIA or whatever. Uh, but I thought, well, who has the trademark for that? Who has the right to take that name and, and create an, an entire movie a, a about it? And so it, this is my take looking at this from the outside is that there are people that saw money behind it and they wanted to own that trademark so that they, and, it, and this is the part that gets me is like when the, when the artists get screwed over, you know, when, when your when your work, your dedication, your talent gets taken, and then somebody from the outside just comes in and tries to hijack that from you, and th and that's what it looks like to me. I don't think it was only about money. Maybe there was a money motivation. There probably was. I, in my opinion, uh, they saw Cicada as an opportunity to to grab a platform that had the potential to be very influential among intellectual people, among artistic people just people all over the world who were very fascinated by these puzzles and the idea that we could have a renaissance. If they could associate that with this political idea, the 17th letter of the alphabet, and then they could take it over and sort of infiltrate and make it look like they were the originators of all these ideas, they would have a ready-made platform with lots of viewers and lots of credibility. I think that's really what it was about. Just, okay. It's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's an opinion. Yeah. I, I I didn't speak up earlier about the 17th letter and when you were talking about sort of using that to persecute people yes, or criminalize people. One thing that I will say is these same individuals dragged us into what I call Q Slayers one, version one. Um, at the time, a certain group of people were using hashtag Q slayers and they at that time were attempting to push this on Thomas. They were also harassing me and dragging me for the craziest reasons into that. So that was, it was a very small, very much smaller effort than you see later on in 2020. But at that time, one thing that I did notice and and people were confused a little bit because I sort of sided with the 17th letter followers mm -hmm. because I saw some brilliant, very well-meaning individuals 
that were doing what they thought was right, right. being terrorized by people. If you want to stop the movement, okay, do it ethically. Find a way to give people hope and move them on to something positive, an avenue. Don't just terrorize them for believing in something and wanting hope in our world, wanting to stop harm or being deceived. Um, and at that time, what I saw was certain individuals that have been connected to grooming people for the for both the left and the right mm -hmm. same people for the far right far left um some of them that have faked a sort of perspective of those people and have used vulnerable minds and groomed them into this extreme viewpoint i saw them collecting names of anyone that was involved in any type of crime that liked that 17th letter and they were creating this list to build a profile that they could then kind of spread over anyone that liked the 17th letter as being criminal dangerous and then move that on to anyone they consider a conspiracy theorist or they can label as far right, a Trump follower, whatnot. And they'll proclaim that you are any of those things. If they want to silence you, they create these movements and do these things, interject disinfo, but they're also using people for causes to control them and sway society whichever direction they want to and then one when, when they're done with it they cancel it out so they use the 17th letter to push certain things then it was time to Punish. destroy those people and and that's where you see a little bit in 2019 but later in 2020 where they did actually i Thomas and I knew that they were going to stage some huge event and blame it on the followers of the 17th letter and make it a wide scale persecution. And mm. sure enough, you see that on January 6th, that they fulfilled what, what we saw coming in and there was just no way to stop it at the, the scale of media and, intelligence that they had brought in to to do so it's horrifying i i think i think what happened is horrifying and uh i have to admit even on my end just watching it happen i didn't know what it was but i sensed it was going to something bad was going to happen with it that it was eventually going to go where i mean i, I like what happened it was just, it just my own instinct about about just well, how it was going down. Now, before we start, um, or before we start, because we already started, um, I want to transition into, uh, I want to hear your guys' story about your own targeting and your own persecution. Like, uh, Titus, I watched some of your, I watched some videos that I could find out, find out of you. Some of them were people trolling you. But even though I saw the troll stuff, I was like, oh, I, I like what this guy's saying. So it's like, they show a clip of somebody and you're like, oh, come on, man. Uh, but 
there uh you, you had a channel before and it seems like you've lost your channel you you had quite a few followers uh at the time and <clears throat> What happened to you when you when you started when you started uh, getting involved in, in in this stuff? Uh, well, so I've now lost uh, ten YouTube channels. So every time I get back to a thousand, they flag my channel down and it goes away again. And I know it's the same people doing it because. They still contact me on Twitter and other places to whine at me when I put information out about how they're all connected and things of that nature. Um, so, like, with these people, when we were investigating, you know, what's known as pie fence back in the day, uh, Manuel Chavez wanted to get into, like, my little investigative group. So, like, we had a little DM group on Twitter where we were investigating that type of stuff. He instantly went in there and instantly attempted to cause all types of problems. He put bad information in there about a person named Monograph and got me and a bunch of my like <clears throat> people that I was working with that are like anonymous hacker type guys and Monograph's like old school guys to like have a battle with each other, which caused a lot of people to get doxxed and then leave the fight. So basically Defango like came in and demolished like my entire anti, you know, what do we call those creeper group, basically. Mm -hmm. So that was that was my like welcoming to who Defango was. And then Defango goes out there and he attacked Thomas. So that's how I became even aware of Thomas existing. So if Defango hadn't done that. People like me wouldn't even know who Thomas Schoenberger is, right? So then I was like, well, if Defango's attacking this guy, I like this guy, right? So, like, mm -hmm. that's just how that works. And when you look at Defango and the people around him, like, when we were going deep in the paint, like, Big Fish and I were, like, really researching these people. Like, so Defango was represented by what? Steve Biss, right? Steve Biss's wife was this lady who like tried to buy me a computer and tried to like do all this stuff and try to give me payments to say certain things. Mm -hmm. And when I didn't, didn't go along with that. Like she then used Defango to attack me. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you look at like a lot of the like following I have these various people, they're all connected back. Like I have, I could go through like my followers and just pick out like, hundreds of people that follow me on every platform that tie back to like the defango gang stalking like little click right and it's weird because if anyone says anything nice about thomas they attack them too and it's like not just attacking in a normal internet way where you know you make videos about someone and you call them names and they make a video about you and whatnot these people like go after your family they go after anything they think might be a weak point in your life to try to drive you off the internet or drive you to suicide like with isaac cappy right mm -hmm. this is what these people do it's not a game it's not fun and i think they a lot of them belong in jail and mm -hmm. if we had any sort of you know criminal justice system in this country they would be 
because the pie fence thing would have led to arrests. There was like clear drug trafficking going on, right? And they get real mad when you start talking about that because I feel like there's a definite drug trafficking element involved with these people. You know, you have people like Defango who talk about using hallucinogenics and stuff like that all the time, which are, you know, controlled substances, uh, sorry, substances in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's interesting to me, this little click, this little gang stalking click and how they operate. And they think they're like, you know, surrounding their targets. And that's what they, they try to do. They try to surround you in every way, every platform, you know, and then if you, you talk about them and you start drawing the connections to them, they amp up the attacks on you, which just makes it more obvious that you're right. So. Uh, It's interesting that you bring in the drug aspect of it. Uh, There's quite a few people that I think are peripherally associated to even Defango because I think there's like clumps of people, but I'm noticing that there is an undertow of drugs going on. Either they've been uh, busted or convicted before, or they're associating uh, themselves to certain growers and this and that. And I'm just, I just find, I, 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 I've noticed that too before uh, about the drug aspect of it. And then also I find it interesting that a lot of people uh, have some sort of um, association to pedophilia. Either they've had um, they they've they've had it, uh, somebody who did it living in their house, or uh, and and that's something that I was reporting on a, a couple of uh, YouTube videos before about these vigilante YouTube channels that even go out and looking for true crime, or they're you know uh, trying to entrap people who are engaging in um, going after younger people on the internet. They themselves might have a dirty hand in all of this. And uh, I'm seeing that some of the people that are associated this also are the targeters. Uh, you know, they, and I don't know if, I'm wondering, this is, I think this is what's going on is that when somebody has has been caught in something, they had their hand in the cookie jar and something really disgusting. And then maybe law enforcement or someone or a network goes, OK, you know, if you don't want to go to jail, you're going to now be part of this targeting network. Uh, and you have to be in line and you have to do it. And when we tell you to go after this particular person, you're on is is kind of where i think is happening i'm seeing marcia you're nodding your head at that well yeah i think there's something to that i think some of these individuals that have i mean there's really a, a orchestrated hate campaign you know there's there's armies of trolls we've all experienced it i certainly have uh, is it plausible that some of these individuals that have been convicted or incarcerated for crimes including pedophilia uh, then get turned by by an agency, perhaps a law enforcement or somebody who says, "I'll protect you if you'll do so and so for me." Yeah, that's plausible. I don't I don't have direct proof of it. It's plausible. Let me tell you what happened to me. I um, I I started working with Thomas Schoenberger um, a bit more than two years ago, and uh, I became pretty active on Twitter supporting him because I thought he was a very fine, honorable person, and I loved his music. And I could see that he was being persecuted horribly. And he started to share with me some of the information um, 
I have some of the primary evidence about cicada and its creation. All right, I have this huge archive of evidence that we prepared for the Copyright Office, which I've analyzed and studied thoroughly. And I, some of you may have seen the information as well, but it goes all the way back to you know 2012 and before. So I saw these people that were trying to steal a cicada from Thomas and Michael and, and others. And so I started supporting Thomas on, on Twitter. And at that, at that point, um, I started getting attacked by the same trolls. And I saw this pattern where almost anyone that has been an ally or even independent investigative journalists, there have been several of them, um, as soon as they say something positive about Thomas, or something accurate, actually, something factual, they get attacked. Rocco Castoro got attacked. The journalist known as Jimmy Slama, she got attacked. Uh, a fellow named Steve Otram, who has a very nice blog with a lot of details in it. He's very good um, in citing primary sources. He's been attacked. Of course, Titus has been attacked millions of times, continuously. So I saw this pattern. And so what happened? See, I didn't want to, I did not want to put my name up there in lights or appear on video on the internet. I never would have wanted to do that. And they doxed me. A guy named Jesse Davis from Indiana and um, another person named Esteban Trujillo de Gutierrez. They both doxed me on Twitter. And um, remember we were talking about this lady, Beth Bogarts, that uh, stole half of the cicada trademark um, she had filed a lawsuit against Thomas Schoenberger in, a, in the Superior Court in Los Angeles. And I would characterize that as basically a lawfare suit. It was really to shut, shut Thomas up. She managed to get a court order from the judge where, whereby Thomas is not allowed to mention or talk about Beth or say anything about her. Um, and so I was, I was doxxed, and in that court proceeding, Beth used this um, Jesse Davis as a witness. And Davis came out with some outrageous statements about me. And I, it, wasn't, it wasn't acceptable. He basically, he alleged that um, my, my two Twitter accounts, one for myself and one for my family, uh, were used and controlled by Thomas and were not really my voice speaking on Twitter. That was totally false. Nobody on Nobody has ever logged onto my Twitter accounts except me. No one has the password except me. And I'm definitely not a, quote, sock for Thomas Schoenberger. I'm just an independent lady that has very strong feelings about truth and justice and honor in this world. And uh, I saw Cicada as being a, a force for good. It was encouraging people to do creative things that would try to make the world better and non-political. So I filed a declaration in court, a sworn declaration, um, basically accusing Jesse Davis of perjury and putting facts on record that I knew to be true about me being the only person that ever controlled or logged onto my Twitter accounts. And, um, well, that's my testimony about how the trolls, the army of trolls goes around attacking people. I know Mindy's been attacked relentlessly and not, yeah. not only us, but a lot of other people have been attacked as well. Yeah, I'd Just, like to hear Mindy's experience. If she, if, would you like to share that with us? Uh, yeah, I, I think I would. I would stress that we call these people trolls, and that that is true to a point. But there are also organizations. I'm I'm not going to mention them here for 
fear of not wanting to cause any major conflicts, any new problems coming up. Um, I have mentioned them on my feed at times with factual information, proven connections. So the government contractors that are employing social engineers, um, they're psychology professionals, there are people that have worked on even some positive type of contracts for three-letter agencies, um, but they're willing to also really sink to the lowest level and, and harm people. And I know that even outside of this circle, they are connected in a bigger network of individuals that they have caused literal suicides some of them they've caused people to have breakdowns they've caused rifts in families job losses um people that have checked themselves in to get help in in the mental institution and these aren't weak people it's just how extreme the terror is going on with with this because you have yes videos making fun of you people harassing you online but it's not just online and what they do online isn't always something that you can just walk past i had countless videos put up making fun of me but i i also had a video orchestrated title that mind inspired which is the username i go by or often have gone by saying that Mind Inspired was running a dark web child trafficking organization ring and I'm a victim of a child predator and I have children myself so this is like a very harmful destructive dangerous thing that they do mentally but they did it started in 2018 when I said, when I spoke up for Thomas and I said, hey, this isn't right. Why are, why are you people trying to take over Cicada or attack him, push him out? And, and it's also not normal for that many people 24-7 to attack one person. And these people didn't care about pedophiles abusing children actively that were free on Twitter. They don't go after other monsters. They're not after killers. They're specifically focused obsessively on Thomas and a few other people. And that in itself is something that's a clue to this is not a natural series of events. But they told me when they doxed me and had been harassing me for a while before that, um, in 2018, they said, we know you haven't done anything wrong, but you need to be taught a lesson for who your friends are. So basically, we're going to persecute and punish you for associating with Thomas, despite whether I had done anything to them or anyone else, they were they were going to do that. And um, I do know that the person who doxed me, live stream Bobby, later 
came and admitted that um, Beth had given him the docs and I found that she had provided him a laptop. So here's this guy willing to also make up a narrative about my background while he was doing it to make me look bad. Willing to dox a mother with small children um, to a group of people that they were telling horrible things to. So setting me up for random whoever to come after me and they did and as time went by I had threats to you're going to lose your children and then I had um, Tanya the attorney Steve Biss his wife I had no idea I didn't watch all the YouTube channels I, I didn't know who she was or, or her full background and I thought you know here's this politician's attorney and his wife and I just sort of took for granted that they would be law-abiding at least to some degree and she was making me this beautiful job offer um, at first it was to work remotely from here but she kept pushing this if you move out east you can be in the law program and you can then apply to the bar and you can, you'll have a place to stay. You'll have all these beautiful things for your children, this environment. You'll be making good money. You can buy the house that's here. And I naively, because of my situation and they knew about my situation and, and because I was being terrorized by these other people and I was just in this crazy state of mind, not crazy, but upset, more vulnerable, and they used that vulnerability. I said, okay, yeah, I'll move out there. It sounds like a great thing to put my kids in a good environment, to rebuild my career that, um, that I'd kind of stagnated while my children were very young, my youngest children were, and I moved across the country. I get there and it was scary. I was told, do not contact anyone from your past. Do not go online. We'll know we're like, you're being monitored. Um, if you cross this, you're gonna have nowhere to go. You're gonna have nothing. There was nowhere to go to begin with. I get there, the house that she had said existed for us to stay in, and she said needed some work. It was a shell of a home. Um, that It was completely gutted, full of wasps, and not, you know, it was not a functional place to stay in at all. The alternative location that she had said existed did not exist uh so basically i get there and she's like well why would you come across the country with no place to go and i'm thinking wait a minute you convinced me that there was a place to go i never would have done that but i had no 
idea at the time how parallel those things seemed, the, the two factions, the people terrorizing me and this woman, Tanya, and the uh, people behind her, that, you know, there's a very powerful family and some very serious political and agency type of connections. And I know if you hear her or see her, you don't think that that's possible, but it is. I've, I've been there. I guarantee those connections do exist. And um, I got out of there as soon as I could. When I came back, I just wanted to be safe. I wanted to be quiet. I found out that despite my being completely off the internet, they were, the other group of people were continuing to put my name out there, just this obsessive thing of harassment when I wasn't even present. Um, and this woman, when I refused to return back east, decided to go to my children's father, who lives out east, and fund, um, fund a, an attorney for him and convince him to file a custody suit. And this is a person that had been not good to me at all. And I had taken my children and left in the past to protect my children and to save my own life. Um, I I didn't want my children to continue to grow seeing a, a harmful, abusive situation. And, and so here she's funding and supporting a, a person that had, that I was terrified of having custody of my children, terrified of for myself. And while she was doing that, she was also then um, at some point broadcasting these terrible accusations using Defango's channel. Mm. Meanwhile, I had this other group of people working in tandem with her. They seem separate. There's lawsuits and whatnot that make them look separate optics, but you see this continual pattern of the Beth, Defango, Arturo, these people working in a way that they know when you're vulnerable and they kind of come like she came and was this here here's this beautiful direction to go in this safe good place for you and your family that happens to coincide with these other people coming after you so at that point though they all wanted to destroy me so they had i had that's when the Jim Stewartson, um, that the the group of seventeenth letter second level slayers uh-huh. coming on and putting me on charts, saying that I was in the top twenty people running 
the 17th letter operation. They were constantly from September of um, 2020, they were putting out there that I was involved in this and they were harassing me all the time and putting me in articles places. And, and, and at that point, it was becoming more and more dangerous to be associated with that 17th letter. So they somehow managed to, in the very, very same period of time, have Tanya running these criminal accusations against me, funding an abuser to try and take my children, and this other group of people with media backing and all sorts of trolls of all different levels focusing on me. And I found later that they had, they had this um, server where my name was a, a top tier with several other in individuals been below me where they were running a file and they were scraping everything that I was doing, they were digging into me, telling the media, telling people that I was this bad person running these operations, ruining America, basically like a domestic terrorist. They were mm -hmm. trying to frame me as. There it is, is, right? That word. Is, yeah, this is just. Titus, you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm for a moment, I want to, like, Titus, you had, you wanted to say something, and I just. Yeah, I just wanted to interject there because Mindy was talking about how. Uh, you know, the Tanya was doing all this stuff and then attacking, like, the people she's associated with were attacking her at the same time. She did that also with, remember Michael Whalen? The dude, Vegan Mikey? Yeah, I remember him? Mm -hmm. She was the one who gave him, I think she, I don't know if it's how much, I can't confirm. It was just something she told me on the phone. I think she said she gave him, like, $10,000 for her house. And then as soon as he was reliant upon her, she pulled the rug out from under him. And then she was using all of the people she could find to attack him. So like once he had become like reliant on her, she then pulled the rug out under the dude and then used everyone she could to attack him. It's the same exact playbook. Right. I don't know if you guys can hear that noise. <laughs> You hear noise right now that okay yeah this bit. happens here all the time it's it's you know i don't know i i never mind it's they they're evacuate if nobody evacuates somebody did something whatever they let the hot plate on i don't know but I, we're just gonna ignore this if it, if it burns up around me then i'll get up and take my my laptop with me but i seriously doubt that's gonna happen let, let, let me let me summarize what mindy and titus and i have been saying what we're talking about, it, it looks to me like it's, it's organized criminal activity. It's organized criminal activity. Did you know that there is a civil RICO statute where if someone engages in a conspiracy, you can sue them for conspiracy in a civil suit? It's also a matter, you know, it, there may in fact have been um, criminal activities that ought to be prosecuted. And I understand some of these matters have already been brought to the attention of law enforcement. Now, how long it takes them to act, nobody knows. They have very many things on their plate, I suppose. But um, 
it looks like organized criminal activity, if I would summarize how, how it appears. I would say some of it is definitely foreign organized criminal activity because some of these people are taking cryptocurrency payments from overseas. And others of them, like Defango, was working with uh, GH, who I won't say his name, but he's a big time Wall Street dude to create what they called a new ADL to, you know, dox and target people that were critical of Israel. So, you know, this is basically foreign activity inside the U.S. And, you know, with people like Jack Posobiec and these other characters that they're all associated with, it's quite clear that it's a foreign, you know, operation. And, you know, the FBI should definitely take a look at it. I don't know why they haven't. Okay, I want to also share something, uh, another, another um, post by uh, by Chris uh, McGimsey Jones. Um, and again, I want to thank you guys for um, telling your story. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go into my own, but I, I, I relate to what you're saying and uh, also how it comes into your personal life. Um, you know, I, I, I will briefly say I had some people, Mindy, your story reminds me of, of uh, a woman who approached me and was offering me, um, you know, working on projects, film projects and stuff like this and a part in this thing out in Louisiana got me out there. And um, it was, it was, it was quite the, it was quite the ride and the nightmare to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's, it, there, there's always this um, uh, pro, like there's a honeypot all the time of something. Oh, I can I can do this for you. You here here, and then they get you someplace where you're vulnerable, not at your house, um, and it's definitely not the situation that you thought it was. And um, I, I'm, I feel really lucky that I actually made it home alive, to be honest with you, because uh, it, 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 it can it can get really scary. And um, the branding. OK, so I want to get back to um, to Jesse Davis and and I'm, and I'm seeing the Defango connection. One thing I do want to bring up to my understanding, Shadowbox was originally um, a, a company that would target people. I guess like, I, I think the word was some like targeted chaos or something like that, where um, if, they, if you had an enemy, they would do whatever they could to smear that person. Um, and that could be, um, you know, like something like post-factualism. Like it doesn't matter what the truth is. It's I, like they I, just. Up I would I would characterize it different. I think it was uh, it was very short-lived, but I think it was like reputation management. People that had, um, you know, if if someone is experiencing trolling on the internet, maybe Shadowbox would uh, try to put some positive information about that person out there. That was my understanding of, of what sort of activities they were doing. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's that's true. The the attacking perspective has been a creation of rumor, the rumor network and the assumptions of what it seems to be. But if you look at larger cybersecurity companies that delve into more than just cyber, you'll find the same type of structure. But Shadowbox obviously is 
was on a much smaller scale. Um, it was meant to help people that were under duress from the constant attacks, not to go cause other people that type of problem. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Um, all right, so I want to share some information uh, about um, that ha that that has to do with with Jesse Davis specifically and some of the stuff that he is doing, and that is from uh, also from the um, from Freedom Freedom Publications or um, see Freedom Publisher Union .net. All right, and this is another another character that's involved with this. Um, and here we go. I think that's it. No, that's the other one. Let me let me get rid of this one. I don't need that one here. Okay, sorry about that. Of course, this has to be happening right now. That noise. All right. Um, okay, Freedom Pub Publishers Union, if you see this person, please contact Kelowna, BC. Anyway, this person is, uh, no, I, you know what, I blocked this guy on Twitter because I had just a bad feeling about them anyways, but here it is. There's a reason for that. Um, they go by Finna H4. William Baker, registered Melvin. Okay. Finna, Finna H4 is a serial stalker who engages in some very disturbing behavior. He's believed to be located in Kelowna, BC, Canada. Recent information has revealed his habitual stalking and abuse dates back many years and has occurred across many different social network platforms. He often associates or supports the activities of other known members of a network gang of network of a network of gang stalking operators, which this website has continued to publish information about. He has harassed, stalked, abused, and threatened multiple individuals, including women, children, and even this website, and individuals directly associated with its operations. Most recently, he has revealed himself to be engaging in fraud by making a false police report in a foreign country. Um, Finna posts targeted threats to a group of individuals and calls for support from Jesse Davis and Paula and Pavana Davis. And, uh, you know, I know them now, okay, because they've, they've, they've come on, they've, they've gone, they're after me. So, um, and so these, these, you know, we're going to get, they're not going to escape this conversation, right? So uh, do I have your support, Jesse, along with Pavana, to search out a prosecutor against Thomas, Chris, Stefano, Marsha, Rocco, Mindy, and Lisa for defamation? Yes or no. Um, this was published on August 21st, 2022, uh, 21, 2022. Um, this looks like, I'm, I'm seeing that he's to see, to see Mindy saying not one call from RCMP or the FBI to me and your entire situation is to be the scum you said you weren't. Congrats, I just got off the phone with the RCMP and the FBI will be tonight, you and Chris both with a statement against you complete with proof. 
That was on October 13th, so that wasn't that long ago. Again, uh, he posed, I asked Minnie to produce any evidence of spurned advances. She could. She has a great ability to pull things to her benefit, but not mine. I have it all um, shy, just as she does. I spoke with the FBI and the Kelowna RCMP think I'm bluffing. Um, another post. I think he's bluffing. He clearly right. is. They don't take reports by phone call. You have to submit reports electronically. So he's definitely bluffing. Yeah. Yeah. I, thanks for clarifying that, but I think so too. Uh, even without having the knowledge that you do. Um, here's how this plays. What? It's just basic protocol stuff. They, they lie all the time and they get shit wrong and then they just get caught lying. I've seen this Finna guy on Twitter constantly in my notifications just saying some of the nastiest things I've ever seen in my notifications on a daily, hourly basis. He spends all day long just being awful on Twitter. That's what he does his whole life. I don't know who he is, but he's disgusting. Yep. Here's how this plays out. I have depositions and statements from others where Thomas and Mindy have interviewed in people's lives and have called employers and doctors. I'm shielded. Next week, my legal counsel takes action against Mindy. Uh, la, la, la. Okay. October 24, 2022, Finna H. lodged a fraudulent report with the Australian Cybersecurity Center to be forwarded to the Queensland State Police. The fraudulent report was targeting Chris... McGimsey Jones, the administrator of this website, the reporting tool is Australian citizens to report cybercrime. Finna is not Australian. Whether reporting as an individual or anonymously, the reporter must declare the Australian state territory they reside to confirm the report. So this is a bogus report here. And see. Another, um, hi, you sure about this? So with all the ammunition Mindy had, she chose social media shaming instead of actual contacting. And so it just goes on. This is kind of, kind of showing um, another aspect of what these guys are, are, are doing. And I wanted, I wanted to uh, share that with you as well. Uh, so, so I guess like going forward uh, on, on all of this and uh, there's something else too, I wanted to show of, of, of uh, there's something Titus that I want to show you later on. It's just kind of fun um, of you talking about the electric cars. Uh, I think I found it on a website called Titties Frost. I know it was somebody that was making fun of you, but I thought that what you said was really funny. So towards the end of this, um, I just want to show a little bit of that, uh, the point that you made because when I watched it, I laughed actually. Uh, I got a kick out of it. Um, so Don Emmer says Jesse Davis got his, uh, his channel shut down. He did get his channel shut down. However, I think his other one, he, he has a new one up now. And so, uh, and he's, he's, uh, still pretty much doing, uh, all of the same things that he, that he did before. Um, any last thoughts on uh on on the on what we're talking about in terms of um cicada and the, you know how it morphed or not morphed but somewhat became q um looks like beth bogart has a lot to do with that and that there's definitely 
um, you know, a troll network of people who are engaging in targeted harassment. It's quite scary uh, in, in what they're doing. Hi, Jeff. Um, so any, any, any last thoughts from any of you guys about what we've been discussing today that you want, and I'll start with each one of you that you want to get out and have people know about. And I will, I, I'll actually start with Titus on, on that. All right. So you were talking earlier about the shadow box thing and how that was like a reputation management thing that was designed to like put out positive comments to help people that were under reputation attack, right? Well, <clears throat> there's another way to do reputation defense. So say you have a massive brush fire and you have a lot of people on the internet looking at you and your associates and the criminal activity that you're into. Well, another way that you could put out that fire is by creating another fire nearby that's similar and draws all of the heat and flame away from the fire you're trying to put out. And I think that's a lot of like what happened here with the 17 and on thing, because there was a lot of people discussing uh, pie fence and a lot of the people that were involved in the creation of 17 and on that are all tied in with this little group that, you know, came and tried to hijack it from Cicada. These people are all connected. So it's, you know, Steve Biss represented James Alphantis in the past. It's not massive degrees of separation. Laura Loomer worked with Jacob Wool, who took $25,000 from Ghislaine Maxwell, right? And Laura Loomer and Jacob Wool were working with Defango to go out there and they tried to frame Adam Green from No More News as the Pizzagate arsonist, right? So there's a clear, I think, desire from the people that are like the powers that should not be, if you will, to use these online groups and things that these people are associated with to create fake conspiracies, to create fake things like 17 and on, to draw good people away from actual well-researched information into things like 17 and on. And I think they looked at Cicada as another thing that they wanted to destroy. Like it was a group of people that are like trying to like get a better understanding of the reality that we're in, like this, you know, whatever you want to call this thing that we're in simulation or, you know, the, whatever it is to you, like we're trying to understand it. And like people are looking at the mathematical like breakdowns of it, they're looking at history, they're looking at music, they're looking at different theories, they're looking at new ways of encryption. And this was a threat to the powers that shouldn't be just the way that Anonymous was. So they just tried, they just tried to destroy it, just like they did to the pie fence research movement. They tried to destroy that, right? So it's it's the same thing they keep doing over and over again, is they infiltrate and destroy, and when they can't just do that alone. They create another brush fire and then use that to destroy, you know, what was going on. Right. All right. Thank you. What about you, Marsha? Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to say uh, today? I, I don't really have much to add other than um, we in Cicada are very committed to what we're doing. Um, we see that there can be a renaissance in this country, in this world. We see that 
creativity. If people um, if people become creative and they do creative activities, it it changes their outlook on everything. And so we want to continue creating ourselves, and we want to provide that inspiration to a new generation of of creatives. You know, whether their activity is art, sculpture, drama, painting, dance, music, art, whatever it might be, um, we're going to continue. And if we can provide inspiration to a few young people or or people of any age, that's really our goal. And we're going to keep doing it. That's all I have to say. Thank you. I just saw Chris uh, put something, uh, made a comment. Um, that's why we call you Captain Titus. So, <laughs> all right. And uh, Mindy, do you have any final thoughts that you want to add to the live stream tonight? I do. Quick note on Baker, his comments and tags, and I'm not producing evidence. I would say that he and others do continually tag me, but I do have them blocked. I don't get the notifications and I don't check their timelines. I prefer positive energy, not negative. The only time I have awareness is when other people post or message me um, when they're concerned about something going on. Uh, Overall, I would say that on a small scale, and a large scale of what the manipulation and propaganda going on in the world. We do have avenues, it seems impossible to deal with when these people are terrorizing you and it seems impossible to deal with this massive network of power that manipulates the news, they, they create these movements how do you stop this it's it's not that simple but it kind of is in the way of awareness calm and positive energy and efforts that combination right there halts a lot of that so when you are aware these people will drag unsuspecting individuals in using them as tools to go terrorize their victims further. If people are aware that this is happening and they stop and just say, wait, do I actually know that the person has done what they're, what this other person is putting out there? Is there evidence or just like a cropped up used time and time again, which I know is what they do, these individuals use kind of a repeating pattern of psychological manipulation to make, to ruin reputations and to create the chaos. If you're aware and you just stop and don't act and don't engage in going and harming other people's lives and terrorizing them, that's a huge step forward because the people that they use to do that end up becoming targets later on. Um, I know multiple people that that's happened to, but the calm is what on a small scale and a large scale, these people are not expecting from society. They wanna create a chaos. They wanna create hate 
anger. They want to fire you up emotionally and feel like you're either being persecuted or you have to go persecute others. They create the division and chaos. But if you're calm, even if you're being put under duress, realize the anxiety and, and feeling terrorized are not helping, but it's almost shocking to these people that are some of them trained to psychologically terrorize people or to alter society um, towards certain end goals. The calm stops them and positive efforts. You can do everything that you do that's positive, whether it's creating the Renaissance or if you feel political, going and making one change in the world. If people go do that, you are changing the world. You're it perfect. might seem small, but you are. And that's what that 17th letter wasn't guiding people toward. They were creating the fear and not and, and telling people, oh, hold on and trust the plan, but not, not really giving an actual solution. The real solution is the people. Well, it also, I found, you know, the 17 letter of the alphabet made it, it made it like there's one part party that's good, right? Politicians, mm -hmm. or whatever. And the other ones were bad. Whereas I don't think it's that black and white in terms no. of who's guilty of what. Um, so uh, I, uh, it, it just, it was very, it was very, it was very manipulative. And it, it really, I think, shows how easily manipulated the, the general public is into believing something. Like, I think later on, you know, we could analyze this as, as how this psychologically affected not just individuals, you know, the targeting can affect you, like you're saying, stay calm and everything. One thing that, you know, if you've been targeted for years or for a really long time, you know, that stress can have, you can't help it, but have that maybe affect you physically. Or, you know, it's, it's hard not to have it affect you mentally when, you know, you, you're online and you see all this stuff going on and then you're trying to just deal with your daily life at the same time. And then, you know, I, I find like sometimes I'm just, I'm wanting to snap at somebody, you know, like get out of my way or you just have less patience because it just, the whole thing kind of puts you on edge and you're like, all right, you know, I know where this anxiety or this irritation is coming from. And it's coming from the fact that this other element is a necessary element is happening in, in, in my life. Right. Um, so um, it, I think that these types of, you know, these, I like talking about this because it helps educate people that it is organized. It is happening. It's good to point fingers at people who are guilty of it. I think at this point, uh, you know, because people need to be aware of who, who are the real truth tailor tailors, who are the people that are creating art and music and wanting to like create an, a Renaissance and benefit humanity and who's trying to stop that from happening. Uh, and, and or using information to uh, create a um, really 
political strife, and not only just in the United States, but you know, it, it affected the rest of the world. And uh, so, I also want to thank you guys for having the courage to come here today. Uh, and I, I know that even being here and saying something, you know, after this is done, you know, we may have our own version of what that backlash is. And hopefully that doesn't happen to us. Um, but it, I think it took really uh, a lot of courage to come in and, and even do this broadcast. So uh, I want to I want to thank you guys for doing that as well. And then as we go, because I'm, I'm hitting towards the two hour mark, I try not to have my shows be too longer, much longer than two hours, because, you know, like I know when I see a live stream and it's like three, four hours, I'm like, no, no, no way. I don't have I don't have four hours right now to listen to all of that. Right. So. Um, I want to share a clip of Titus uh, that I thought just part of it. And then I'm going to close out um, the um, live stream with um, with a, a song that was written by Michael Levine and um, and Thomas Schoenenberger at the end as 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 we're uh, going as, as the credits are rolling. So um, I'm going to pull up uh the the titus and and if and if you guys have to go at this point um it, it's totally okay because i realize i'm, I'm kind of winding down but i just kind of got a kick out of this and um i just want to i want to i want to share it um so hold on and of course, you know, I know this was a troll site, you know, but but you know, there's no one talking over the video. They're, oh, look at look look what he's saying about gasoline. You know, it's like okay, just get a grip. All right, so here we go. Um, Doing. Uh, so just just gonna be really quick. Uh, Tesla electric cars, all that stuff garbage nonsense okay just a little example of that for you all is i come here to mashby commons every day for lunch to get a smoothie or not a smoothie it's a juice i'm absolutely juiced and i always park relatively in the same spot i come here today to park in my same spot as always and uh what do they got going on i'll show you Look what they've done to my parking spots. Tesla only. Only allowed to charge up if you have a stupid electric car. And uh, just so you all know, what do you see going on right there? It's a person sitting in their car waiting for it to charge. They've been here since I got here. They've been sitting in their car since I got here letting it charge. If they had a gasoline car, they would already be on their way already going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they did it on purpose. It's a anti me conspiracy. That's what it is. They knew I was coming and they it was 
blue team did it. <laughs> I just wanted to point out how stupid the electric car thing is. So I'm going to be leaving now in my gas powered car because I don't have to wait for 45 minutes like this idiot right here for my stupid electric car to charge. Okay. And I don't know who's paying for all this electricity. I don't see any sort of uh, like pay for electricity thing on there. So I'm just guessing that, you know, the taxpayers are paying for this. So congratulations, ta taxpayers. You are, are powering up that moron's Tesla so that they, they can drive <laughs> like 200 miles before okay, they have to charge up again. I for wanted comes to, from uh, what? To, to share that. I just kind of that's got a kick out of that when I, when I watched The dude's based. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I oh, said wait, there is factual and accurate. Still correct. If that was a troll video they yeah. made, then that's like a really bad selection because I'm still correct on all that. <laughs> that guy right. is still yeah. charging his Tesla. I saw him the other day. He's still there. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, again, I want to thank you guys. And uh, if, if you know, I'm gonna just close out the show with Thomas's song. So, uh, if you if you want to say goodbye, uh, you can. Uh, but thanks again for doing the show. Uh, one more thing, Titus, where can people find you if they wanted to um, to uh, hear any of your, watch any of your videos? Uh, I'm on Odyssey. That's probably the easiest place to find me is go Titus Frost on Odyssey. And you can find me on there. I am on YouTube. You just have to keep resubscribing to my new channels every three months. You know, so long as a uh, Hillary Clinton assassin, which has shot me while you were playing that replay, doesn't get uh -huh. with one of these, I will be broadcasting on Odyssey. Unless Hillary Clinton gets me, but, you know. Okay. So. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right. All right so Thank I'm you for having me, by the way. Thank Take care. Thank you very much. Thank you for being on. And thank you again, uh, Mindy and Marsha. Um, all right, so let me pull up Thomas's video. And this uh, song is called The Seventh Wave. And uh, he said that it was okay if I played it on this broadcast. And uh, I also want to uh, thank all of you for uh for being here uh and uh, tuning into the show and being in the chat i know i didn't spend as much time on the chat uh today but um uh, this time but uh so forgive me for that uh if you do want to support uh my efforts and uh and or um my college education i am transferring to the university and i just finished up my finals um well, uh, I think my last exam was Thursday night and I'm registered for my new uh, class. By the way, just so you know, um, 
I'm kind of excited. I'm actually taking a um, a radio uh, podcasting class, so I'm going to get even better at this. Uh, social media, mobile, uh, mobile media and editing, uh, social media, um, and also uh, news uh, media literacy, which is another you know I, I, I've already taken some of those courses at the at the junior college level, but now I'm going to take it on the on the um, university level. So I am working to be better here uh, doing what I'm doing here. So if you want to support that, I'm at hollywoodhempress at gmail.com. That's my PayPal. If you want to make a donation also, um, if you look at the description, I have some really great CBD products at CBD BioCare. So click onto that uh, greatcbddeals.com. Um, you know, I, I, I only support good, you know, uh, CBD products. Uh, they are made from the whole plant and organic and tested. Okay, so uh, that being said, I'm going to share this video and um, and, and, and we're in, in good night and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Wait, I always I'm always like, did I do this right? Let me make sure I did this right. Hold on. Here we go. And we're off.
Thank you.